Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. No games on the schedule? That doesn't stop us from talking football. It's time for the Pick and Save Wisconsin Football Coaches Association Show. Presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Here are your hosts. Past WFCA president and associate head coach at Arrowhead, Tom Swiddle. And the fans' high school insider, big time Mike McGivern. Welcome into the Pick and Save Wisconsin Football Coaches Association show presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern, my co-host. Each and every time we do one of these shows with the WFCA, he is the past president of the WFCA, Hall of Fame member and associate head coach at Heartland Arrowhead. He is Tom Swiddle. Coach, how are you? Good, Mike. How are you this morning? I'm doing good. It's kind of sunny out, right? I got my grass cut, so I'm feeling good about that. Yeah, I did that yesterday, too. We are smart boys, Tom. I got to <laughs> yeah, tell yeah. you. Hey, let me run down today's show real quick. 10 o'clock, our first guest is Wade Lebecchia. He's the uh, deputy director of the WIAA. At 1030, Jason Eisenman. He's the head strength and conditioning coach at Arrowhead. 11 o'clock, Travis Wilson, WFCA executive board member. And... Uh, he is a Wisconsin Sports Network general manager and a football editor. Got a lot to talk to him about. And 11:30, Drew Ambrose, offensive coordinator at Franklin High School, going to be hosting a WFCA Zoom football clinic on Thursday, June 4th, and we'll talk to to Drew a little bit about that. But our first guest, and and being the deputy director of the WIA, I don't know if he's ever been busier than he is nowadays. <laughs> Wade yeah. Lebecchia. Hey, Wade, how you doing? I'm doing well, Mike. How are you? I'm doing well, man. You are. Uh, we might have to start sending you a check from uh, 105.7 here. I turned on the the big show yesterday. Listened to you for a little while. That was good. You, I thought you did a nice job with Tim Allen. Thank you for doing that. Well, yeah, thanks. And it's you know always a pleasure to talk about high school athletics. And even though the tough times are tough right now, it's you know it's still high school athletics and sports, and it means a lot to kids. You know, Wade. I when I was on Tim's uh, on t- with Tim on on Thursday, um, I, for me, you know, I I've gotten not over the point, but I understand how much these seniors, the kids that that seasons ended, uh, the winter season, and then spring, how how these kids are feeling. But I started feeling uh, for the parents and and kind of that that close knit group of aunts and uncles that go to every baseball game or go to you know any spring sport. And when your son or daughter is a senior, it's the year of lasts, right? It's the last time I'm going to go play at Brook Central. Last time I'm going to play at Arrowhead. Last time I'm going to play at Muskego. And for a lot of those people, um, that part was taken away. And I know as a parent, I'm, I'm sure Coach Swiddle, same thing. That would have been a difficult thing for us to go through as well. You know, and, and I think it is. You know, uh, working with my job and what I do, I, I have the state championships, you know, in football and wrestling and baseball. And, you know, there's always that closure. Um, you, you have the last game of regionals. If you lose in the first round of regionals, or if you win the state championship, you have that closure. And, and you just didn't have it this year. And it's so hard to go ahead and not have that, uh, you know, whether it's a boys basketball, uh, you know, the state championships. And you're one game away 
and, and all of a sudden it's done, uh, you know, or the girls' championships, and 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 you uh, you get to state, but you don't get to step on the floor. You don't have that closure, and that's the difficult piece of where we're at right now. You know, high school athletics means so much to kids, and and, and the experience and, and the the camaraderie and everything that you have, and all of a sudden they say, "Well, schools are closed in two days, and you can't go back." I was talking to uh, one of my former players, and he's, you know, they've got all the backpacks for all of the kids in the elementary school out in the gym because the kids didn't go back and get those backpacks, and, and they're trying to figure out how they're going to get them back to the kids. So oh boy. that's the hardest part, I think, of all of this is the, the mental aspect, uh, the, the, the piece that you don't have that final, this is it, it's over with. And, uh, you know, I, I worry about that with our high school kids. I worry about that with all of our students. And Tom would know that because he's a guidance counselor. Uh, you know, you have to have some of that closure and you have to have some of that. So that's probably the hardest part about all of this. You know, uh, sports are games. And when you put it in perspective of that, you know, it's not the biggest thing in our lives right now. But for a high school kid, it probably was a very big part of their lives. And, and uh, you know, that, that was, those were hard decisions, and, and even where we're at right now. So we want to project out to the future, and we want to have some hope. And uh, we're looking forward to when we can go ahead and get the kids out on a practice field and get the kids out on a practice court and, and start practicing and being around their friends again. Wade, so well said. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, you put everything in perspective there. And, and uh, again, I want to echo something that Mike started with. Uh, you have to be one of the most popular people in Wisconsin, everybody wants a piece of you these days. And so we really appreciate you coming on and spending an off day with us. But Wade, is it fair to say that we are a little closer to knowing what the fall season will look like? You know, we've been working with the Department of Health Services, with the governor's office and with the Department of Public Instruction and trying to get a plan for reopening. And, you know, I think in the last week, uh, the NFHS came out with their guidelines, which that's what we're calling them, their guidelines. They are not a prescription on how uh, we in Wisconsin are going to open up. You know, every state in the, in the country is different. And uh, we're, we're using those. We're going to put those together with the CDC guidelines and, and uh, the Department of Health Services guidelines. And we're going to try to develop a best practices to open up. Because, yes, I do believe that we will, on August 4th, issue football equipment. And on August 5th, uh, hear the first whistle at whatever time, 9 o'clock, 8 o'clock in the morning, and, and practice. And, and same thing a week later when we're going to do cross-country and golf. And two weeks later when we're going to do volleyball. Uh, so our perspective right now is how are we going to get our sports medical committee to give us best practices? How are we going to work with the Football Coaches Association to develop practices so we can get kids out there to do their thing. And I do believe, Tom, that we will go ahead and have practices. Now, somebody may change that on us, but right now that's our, that's our mentality and that's our perspective. We are, talking with, we are talking with Wade Lebecki, the de, uh, Deputy Director of the WIAA. Tom? Well, and, and, you know, based on what Wade said, you know, I, I've been getting all kinds of, of uh, phone calls and texts and emails from coaches One, hey, what do you know? And uh, everybody that I have c- connected with in that way, I've said, I, I guarantee you the WIAA is doing everything they can so that the fall sports season happens. But we're just going to have to be patient and, and wait for what the, the directives are going to be when that decision is made. You know, and, and the key is we have to do it when it's safe. You know, uh, I said it yesterday multiple times. The key factor in all of our decision-making is going to be what's best for the kids safety-wise, what's best for our coaches safety-wise, you know, and that's going to be for practice. And then we can ex- go beyond that eventually and what's going to be best for our officials. And then if we can get fans in there, what's going to be best for the fans? You know, I had somebody email me yesterday and said, but you ought to just cancel right now because it's either all or nothing. Well, you know what? We're going to take it a day at a time. This is so fluid. Everything changes daily. You know, yesterday the CDC came out and said, 
okay, the surfaces aren't as big of a risk and big a factor. Well, we can't keep up with the changes. It's, it's right. so moving so quickly. So we have to be ready, and, and hopefully by the time August rolls around, it'll be safe for us to bring the kids back. It'll be safe for that. Because you know what? Those kids are yearning. They're, they're, they're ready to be around their friends. They're ready to be around uh, the, the social aspect of being a part of a team. Yeah, that's 100%. And, Wade, after you figure out the officials, don't forget about those media people. Make sure they're safe on the sidelines as, as well. You could keep them, you know, maybe they shouldn't be ahead of the officials, but just straight uh, straight behind. Hey, Wade, when somebody calls you and says what somebody said, let's just cancel, it's all or nothing. You know, you've got to kind of shake your head at, at, at a statement like that. Just because things have changed so quickly here in just the last week with what 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 the direction from from certain areas are coming from that that who knows what this what it's going to look like two weeks from now right right and you know one of the hardest things about with the girls basketball probably was at the time we had more calls from green bay that were saying we don't want the people from outside of our committee coming in and bringing in this virus and hurting us So we want you to cancel because of that. You know, right now we've got a lot of people who are focused mainly on how it's going to affect them. And, you know, we have to take a a bigger, wider worldview and make sure that we include those people in our decision-making. But we also have to go on the other end and say, how is this going to benefit the kids safely? How are we going to be able to do what's best for everybody involved? And sometimes, you know, we're going to have to go ahead and and err on the side of caution and say, okay, we can't do this. So you can play football up in Florence, Wisconsin. And and, and for people who don't know where that is, I I, I tell you it's in Michigan probably. But (laughs) Come on, it's a half hour from Pembine. I I go through Florence every time I go up to Michigan Tech. (laughs) I know, and I've been up there for regional baseball. I mean, but they're not going to have as many – coronavirus cases probably as they do in Waukesha or as they do in Madison uh, or Green Bay. You know, it's just every part of the state's going to be different, and that's going to be the hard part. So when we come up with the best practices, it's really going to focus on what is your local health department saying and what is your local community saying because it's different all over the state. You know, up here, um, and right now I'm in the Menominee area, uh, St. Croix County is talking about going on and changing to the bounce back plan. Why? Because when the state opened up, guess where all of the Minnesota people are coming? So it's changing differently in different parts of the state. How are you going to go ahead and be able to adjust your local community and what your local rules are? So it's going to be interesting because we'll we'll try to work with a best practices plan, but at the same time, you're going to have to figure out what's working best for your district. You know, what's working in, in, in Milwaukee is going to be different than what's working in Rhinelander. So right. those, that, are the, that's, those are the difficult things that we have to deal with. Hey, Wade, um, last question before we get to a break. I, I can't imagine that, that the rules that are going to be in place for football are going to be the same as they are for cross country or for soccer or for tennis. You guys are probably coming up with with different sets of rules for each sport, correct? Well, that's what we talked about with the football coaches on Tuesday, is, you know, what's going to be the best practices for a sport? So what our goal is, is we're working with our sports medical chair, Dr. Walter, out of Children's Down in Milwaukee. We're going to take these guidelines from the NFHS, from the CDC, from the various states. We're going to find out what's the best plan for Wisconsin. And then we're going to talk to our coaches and say, okay, if you're going to have your five contact days during the summer, coaches, come up with the best practices plan that all the coaches in the state can use and adjust to their situation. And then what's going to be a best practices plan for practices in August? And we're going to try to go ahead and give them tools and resources that they can use to say, hey, this is the safest way to conduct a practice. We're going to go ahead and spread the kids out. We're going to be able to do these drills in this situation. If we're in phase two, these are the drills you can do. If we're in phase three, 
These are the tools you can do. So we want to go ahead and give them something that reassures them that this is the best practices that you can do in your situation. And very quickly, Mike, um, it's great that the WIAA partners with not only the Football Coaches Association, but the other sports associations and and has you know some say in what this will look like we really appreciate that yeah i i like that because i i think when when the wfca and the wia are working together rather than negotiating and 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 say no it's got to be our way or the highway i think that's the 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 way things get done and 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 certainly tom and wade i've told you this in the past that you know when i watched you guys try as hard as you did to have those student athletes play um, at the end of that basketball season, and how hard you guys tried to figure that out. I was really impressed with that a lot. So let's get to a break. Other side of the break, we're going to continue to talk to Wade. We're going to hold him over for one more segment. Got a few more questions for him. Again, he's the deputy director of the WIAA. This is the Pick and Save Wisconsin Football Coach Association show presented by Pella. Windows and Doors of Wisconsin on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. As things try to get back to normal in the sports world, you can count on The Fan to keep you updated on the latest with the NBA, NFL, and MLB. AM 1250 and 105.7 FM, The Fan, a radio.com sports station. Hey, this is Mike McGivern. If you listen to some of my shows, you know how much I appreciate our local pick-and-save stores. They truly care about our Wisconsin people and communities. They know how busy you are running your kids to school and practice. So now they're making fueling up your family a great way to help fuel your car. Earn points by shopping at your local pick and save store. Redeem those points for discounts on fuel at BP locations. For more information, go to pickandsave.com backslash fuel. Thanks, pick and save. 555 continues at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Gina Della from Pella. Set an appointment now in home, virtual, or showroom and get 5% bonus savings, five years no interest, plus five months before your first payment to approve credit. As a Wisconsin essential business following CDC guidelines, you can also feel confident knowing everything's Pella measured, installed, and assembled in the USA. The 555 offer ends May 30th, so set your appointment today at PellaWI.com. Stay home. Stay calm. Stay connected. Stay active. Take deep breaths. Call your friends. Dance to a jam. We're all keeping our distance, but we are in this together. For more information on how to take care of yourself and others, go to imlistening.org. That's imlistening.org. For the brave men and women of our United States military, it's been said, some gave all, but all gave some. And at Tayback Law, they honor those sacrifices by working to ensure that veterans receive the benefits that they're entitled to. If you're a veteran living in Wisconsin, regardless of how recent or long ago you served and have been wrongfully denied or feel that your condition was not properly evaluated by the VA, visit TaybackAttorneys.com and set up a free evaluation right now. At Tayback Law, they fight for those who fought for us. Contact Tayback for the payback. TaybackAttorneys.com. This week on Antiquers Paradise. So I found this in my attic. Ah, a genuine HELOC or home equity line of credit. Whoa, what's it worth? As much as you want. And you can use that money for remodels, tuition, just about anything. Plus, you only pay interest on what you use. Wow, and it was just in my house. Yes, it's on almost everyone's. Find out how much equity your home is hiding with a free rate quote. UW Credit Union, here for every you. Equal housing lender. The Wendy's Big Show. David Bakhtiari on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. Clay Matthews, to me, was a gem for this team. It would be great to see him finish his career as a, a Green Bay Packer. I would love for him to be back. Uh, I've had conversations with him. I think it would be a great match for both. He's a guy who will lead by example. But then again, I'm not the GM, so... At the end of the day, my opinion doesn't matter. Afternoons 2 till 6, only on Sports Radio 105.7 FM. The Fan, a radio.com sports station. Welcome back to the Pick and Save Wisconsin Football Coaches Association show presented by our friends at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. I'm Mike McGivern. My co-host is Tom Swiddle. 
associate head coach at Arrowhead. Our guest is Wade Lebecki. He's the deputy director of the WIAA. You know, Wade, I was thinking about Tom and, and Matt over at Arrowhead, and I, I think with the way things are, are happening, I think guys like uh, Matt Kern at Eisenhower have been there for a while. He's got the same staff, and, and, and they have their system in place, and their kids kind of know what they're going to get into. Have, are going to have quite an advantage, I think, in the beginning of the year um, compared to like Matt and, and Tom going to be at Arrowhead where they haven't even really met their kids in person yet. And, I, and I'm wondering how much of a disadvantage this whole thing is going to be for guys that are coming into a, a program for the first time. Well, you know, the, the eligibility rules haven't changed and the coaching contact rules haven't changed. So, you know, they're the same for any new coach, whether it was a month ago or two years ago. It, it, you're going to go ahead and be restricted on what you can do as far as coaching instruction and X's and O's and implementing your offense, implementing your defense. Those rules are the same. But there's nothing preventing coaches from going ahead and getting on huddle or Google Hangouts or Zoom and having an organizational meeting and doing team building and leadership skills. You can still connect with your kids. And I would tell you that's the most important piece right now uh, for coaches to go ahead and, and communicate with those kids. How are you doing today? Uh, you know, how has everything been going? How's the, how's the family been? All of those things that you would run into a kid in the hallway and, and talk to them about, you can do now. You just have to do it electronically. And I would hope that our coaches are doing that. The best coaches are going to rise to the top right now. They're the ones who are connecting with their kids. They're the ones who are, are going in there and saying, I care about you. And I want you to do the best. I want you to have the best. And I want you to feel good. I want you to go ahead and have uh, your, your buddies around you and all of that. And we will do that when we can. But right now, this is how we're going to connect. Because I worry about the, the mental wellness right now of, of our students, of our student-athletes. That's the biggest thing. Because, you know, the door was shut pretty quick. And they walked out of that school and literally didn't go back. And, and, and they didn't get a chance for that closure with that relationship either. So right now we're really concerned about the mental health and the mental wellness of our kids. Uh, there's some studies coming out, and they're dramatic uh, on where kids are physically as opposed to where they were a year ago. You know, the kids, they sat at the halls with the safer at home. They didn't get the physical uh, fitness aspect that they normally would get in spy ed classes for the practices and so forth. But they also didn't get that connection with the coach. They didn't get that connection with their teammates, with their students, uh, you know, inside the student body. That is dramatic on, on the effect of the, the status of their health and where that's at. And there's a, there's a study coming out. I can't quote it right now because it's not finished. It's not official. But the depression rate in, in high school kids right now is, is, has changed dramatically. And that's where I'm concerned. That's why we want to have this hope that football is coming, going to start on August 5th. That's why we want to have this hope that, you know, volleyball is going to start two weeks later on, on August, uh, whatever it is, 22nd or that. We need to, we need to be addressing that. And that's what our coaches need to do right now. You don't need X's and O's. You need connections. You need to talk to your kids. You need to talk to those football players. You, you need to check in with them and see how they're doing. And, and that's where your best coaches are going to be successful. Boy, Wade, I, I agree with you uh, wholeheartedly there. And to Matt Harris and the other coaches at Arrowhead, I know we have gone out of our way to connect with our players in, in that manner. Um, so, you know, coaches, if you're listening and you haven't done any of that yet, please do that. It's very, very important. You know, Wade, I've got on my computer open right now, I'm looking at the guidelines set out by the National Federation. And as I read through these, these guidelines, the, the thing that, uh, you know, over and over comes to my mind is, boy, a lot of the success of, of the, the sports season and all the different things that have to happen are going to fall directly on the coach. It's amazing how often the coaches mentioned in these bullet points what they should be doing. And uh, that concerns me a little bit, you know, that 
that the coach and almost and his staff, um, you know, really have to pull this off. You know, and, and I think it's very, very important as you talk about that, Tom. Um, the coach is, is one cog in the wheel. And, you know, we're not going to, when we come out with our, our best practices plan, we're not going to go ahead and, and heap all of that onto uh, the coaches. We just can't do that. You know, those are guidelines, and, and those are suggestions. They're not mandates, and we're not going to make them mandates. We, we're going to work with our sports medical and, and Dr. Walter, and we're going to go ahead and come up with best practices on what can be done. But everybody's in this together. We're going to have to come up with something that is practical, that's realistic, and reasonable. Uh, you know, the coach might have to go ahead and, and have uh, to make some adjustments, but we don't want to heap all of that on it. You know, it's, it's kind of like, you know, the difference between being the assistant coach and the head coach. You know how that is. Uh, right. You know, I always told the people, you know, wanted to be a head coach when I was an athlete, be careful what you're asking for because, you know, it's not out there on game day and, and choosing whether you run right or run left or throw the ball uh, you've got to deal with the media you've got to deal with the parents you've, we can't heap all of that on the coaches either so when we're in here we want to give them a guide that's going to be practical that they can implement if you can't do a piece of that we understand that but we want you to do the best you can to go ahead and make sure it's safe and you're going to have to work with your administrators and with your athletic director with your assistant coaches to make sure that you can give that safe environment for the kids but, yeah, a lot of that stuff from the NFHS, that's wonderful. Uh, it's a great guide, but some of it might not be able to be done. And we, we understand that. So we're going we're gonna to take those guidelines, and we're going to put something that's the best for the state of Wisconsin because what you have to do in Georgia is completely different than what you have to do in, in Wisconsin. What you have to do in Florida, Texas, California is different than in Wisconsin. So we, we really, what we do is we work with our people in Michigan, in Minnesota, Iowa, Illinois, uh, our Section 4, Indiana, and our Midwestern people because that's what's more practical for us. So that's a great plan, but remember, that's for the nation. And it's including New York City, it's including Atlanta, it's including the hot spots where all of this stuff started. It's not the same in Wisconsin. So we, we have to come up with a practical guide. Yeah, no doubt. He is Wade LeBecki. He's the uh, deputy director of the WIAA. And Wade, last quick question. The the uh, the 30 day um, extra contact that you had with uh, the spring sport guys, how was that received? You know, it's different, you know, and, and, and for us, we wanted to go ahead and give those, uh, those seniors uh, some closure and we wanted to go ahead and give the, the teams the ability to get together and I was really surprised. There's a lot of conferences that have decided not to do that. Uh, so it's really, uh, I think it's been received well by the smaller schools and the medium schools. Uh, and I think others have, have, have just decided not to do that. So it's really a, a local decision. Um, we, we hope that some schools will take advantage of it, but it's totally up to them. And it's meant for the spring kids. Uh, it's not meant uh, to go ahead and develop for next spring. So we don't want them bringing in the eighth graders and, and taking the starting shortstop out and putting the, the future prospect out there. Um, but we're hoping that, you know, schools will utilize it to go ahead and, and give their kids the last opportunity to get together, to play together, and, and to go ahead and have that experience and, and that closure. Wade, thank you so much uh, for your time. I really appreciate it. Um, I know Tom does as well. And, and uh you know, for us to take uh, a half hour of your time on your day off, I, I know that you're just swamped, and, and we really appreciate a few minutes of some clarity and the amount of work and how hard the WI is working, um, not only with, uh, you know, within their their walls at the WIA, but certainly with coaches and athletic directors and administrators throughout the state of Wisconsin. So um, I appreciate your time, Wade. Thank you very much. And, uh, Thanks, Wade. I, yeah, look forward to next time talking to you. I look forward to talking about football or bath, you know, whatever, an actual sport exactly. rather than rules. Exactly. <laughs> All right, I look forward to that, too. You guys have a great weekend, a great holiday. You got it. We're going to get to a break. Other side of the break, uh, Jason Eisenman, head strength and conditioning coach at Arrowhead, uh, will join us. He's going to talk a little bit about, you know, how he's going about 
making sure that these kids that where Tom's going to be coaching, that they come ready to go. They're they're in shape and, and stronger than ever. And we'll talk to Jason about that on the other side. This is the pick and save. Wisconsin Football Coaches Association show presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Welcome back to the Pick and Save Wisconsin Football Coaches Association show presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. I'm Mike McGivern. My co-host is the past president of WFCA, WFCA Hall of Fame member and associate head coach at Arrowhead. He's Tom Swiddle. Hey, Coach, Wade, uh, boy, busy as, as all get out, but really clear with with the direction. And, and for him to say, look, at this point, how I'm feeling is we're going to be ready to go come early August. That made that made me feel pretty good. And, and me also. I mean, everything that um, I've talked with Wade about as a WFCA board member, um, I just know how hard he and the rest of the WIAA are working to make sure that the sports seasons in the fall happen. And we're just very thankful for that. Hey, Tom, can I, before we get to Jason, uh, can I ask you, a number of years ago, it seemed to me like for, for, for me to have any coach on and talk about the partnership or, or working together with the WIA, it, it, that didn't happen years ago. And, and it seems like, um, you know, as coaches, we've learned a little bit on how to deal with the WIA, and they've come to our side a little bit. And and I know that certainly, you know, you guys with 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 dealing with them and working with them on a number of things here recently, the last four or five years, I think it seems to me that the partnership has, has grown stronger rather than always fighting. Am I am I reading that right? Yeah, I think you are. I, I think there was a time where. Um, I can only speak for the WFCA now, but there was a time when um, the, you know, the things that we felt were important um, weren't the things that the WIAA felt were important. And, and it was very difficult to work together to get things done. A lot of this, this partnership that, happy, that is happening now between the WFCA and the WIAA is directly related to Wade Lebecki. Wade is a former football coach, a former um, president of the WFCA. Um, for lack of a better way to say it, Mike, Wade gets it. And um, since we've been able to work with Wade as our liaison to the WIAA, all those things that you just described have been happening. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. And, and it's encouraging. And I know talking to Doug Sarver um, you know, realignment of the conference and stuff. And for, for that, I think that had a lot to do with what's going on with, at, at least like you said, the Football Coach Association. So, you know, I, I've uh, been a fan of Wade's for a while, and, and I think that they're doing a great job. Our next guest today, and uh, you're getting to know him a little bit. I know that. He is Jason Eisenman. He's the head strength and conditioning coach at Arrowhead. Jason, thanks a lot for a few minutes of your time. How are you doing today? Doing pretty good, you guys. How about yourselves? Man, we're, we're doing good. This is a whole different world. You didn't go to school and find out how to work in, in COVID-19 conditions, did you, Jason? No, this wasn't included in the uh, <laughs> exercise science curriculum. <laughs> no. Hey, Jason, can you give us your background and where you played and, and uh, how you ended up? Uh, I know you were over at uh, Waukesha North and now at Arrowhead, but where'd you grow up and where'd you go to high school and stuff like that? Sure, absolutely. Uh, I am a local guy. I grew up in Brookfield and played football, ran track at Brookfield East. From there, I went and uh, continued playing football at Stevens Point, where I ended up switching from pre-med, decided, hey, I love working out. This really makes me come alive. And I was coaching after I graduated at the University of Minnesota for a while with the football team, then Olympic sports at Virginia Tech. And thereafter, I came back home to my alma mater where I got connected with Tom. I was assisting Coach Gonring at the time, 
and then Matt Harris, who coached me in track and field when I was in high school, brought me over to North. Man, so you've been around the game a little bit, and yeah. uh, certainly the idea of giving back and, and, and teaching kids and working with kids to get them to to be, you know, the best that they can be at all different sports. Um, it's got to be, uh, got to be something that 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 you love. And like you said, this was the the way you have to do it right now is different than what you thought and how you thought you were going to be able to do it. Can you talk a little bit about um, what you're doing today and 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 helping kids get ready for the football season? And it is a football show, but I know you you work with with athletes from all different sports, but like to focus a little bit on the football side and how you're able to, to, to get uh, these kids doing some of the things that you're hoping that they're doing in the off season. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, as, as Tom kind of mentioned, uh, we have an extremely unique situation, not only in that we're virtually coaching, but a lot of these guys I haven't even gotten the chance to meet. Um, but in terms of in terms of their training, you know, um, really, I think the the biggest thing that they're missing is is not necessarily the weight room, um, but rather the accountability and the the structure that they're used to. Because truthfully, I mean, the idea of sports specificity gets thrown out there a lot. Well, this is a chance to really. Uh, hone in on those sports-specific skills. You know, the things that they're able to do in their backyard much more closely mimic what they're doing on the field. You don't see a squat rack or a bench press on a football field. So the the programs that we're trying to deliver virtually focus on that movement, sprinting, jumping, changing direction, those sort of qualities. Jason, um, and obviously, you know, we've worked together, and, and Mike, I just want to add, you know, one of the reasons we've won so many football games at Brookfield East, we won as many games between November and August as we did between August and, and November um, in terms of what we were doing in the off season and under Jason and Brendan Gonrine and Cam Gonrine, um, my strength and conditioning people were second to none and contributed greatly and now Jason's bringing all this expertise to to Arrowhead, and Arrowhead's going to quickly find that Jason is as important of an athletic hire that they've ever had. Once he gets going there, um, you won't believe the difference it's going to make for athletes at Arrowhead. And his strength and conditioning program that he's put together, and I'm looking at it right now, um, you know, every two weeks Jason puts together uh, – uh, he calls it his movement training and his strength training, and it is step-by-step step what you're doing every day. And he even has attached to it um, a link where you can go see the movement that they should be doing. So if you click on something, you know, and I'm looking at movement training, you know, uh, death jump with stick, you, you click on that and you, you have a video that demonstrates what that particular thing is. And so you know, there's really no excuse, and I guess it's the accountability thing, but, you know, everything is laid out for the athlete at, at Arrowhead. And, and you know, his, his, his workouts, if you will, truly mimic the things that they would be doing in the weight room at, at Arrowhead. And, and, Jason, you know, what is the feedback you're getting from, the players, I know that when you send this out, you're always asking for them to connect with you. What kind of feedback are you getting with your, your uh, training here as you're approaching weeks uh, six and seven now? Uh, well, it, it's been really neat, you know, not having the opportunity for a face-to-face. Um, you know, Coach Harris is encouraging them to, you know, post videos of them training, really to, to try to foster that, that team environment and you know I've got um, guys coming up to me with you know specific needs in terms of hey I I want to get faster you know I want to put on weight I'm having trouble with this thing so it's kind of cool to start building those relationships um, you know asking those further questions on the, the finer details and it's it's neat to see 
an appreciation for the the finer things. Hey, Jason, uh, can I ask you when when you played at at Stevens Point, you were playing at, at Brookfield East. The 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 difference between um, trying to get kids prepared now, because your industry has it just continues to change. I think as far as different ways and different methods. You know, I, I'm an old guy in Swiddle. We used to just, you know, go in the weight room and try to lift as much weight as we could. Yeah, you know, that was kind of the machine, deal. By the way. Yes, right. <laughs> and and now, you know, it's it is quite a bit different, and it seems to continue to change. Um, first of all, how do you keep up with all the changes, and and how do you come up with your own, you know, package of things that you think work the best? Oh, absolutely. Uh, I mean it. It has changed a lot, you know. Uh, I'm probably much like you guys, loved training, and yeah, it was it was all about lifting as much weight as you could. And that's not to say that that is important, um, but but how important is strength really? I mean, we saw, and uh, a friend of mine is the head strength coach for the 49ers. The Super Bowl was a matchup between the two fastest um, teams in the league. Um, so you've kind of seen that that shift of, you know, speed kills as opposed to, you know, being the strongest guy in the gym. And in today's day and age, I'll, I'll tell you, with information being available right at your fingertips, uh, it becomes a game of discerning what's valuable and, and what's just kind of sales jargon. And um, so to, to try to stay abreast and be able to figure out what is truly valuable information can be tough, really can be tough. Um, but fortunately, I've rubbed shoulders with guys that have forgotten more than I know, and I've been fortunate to come across some of the best, and that's kind of where I base a lot of my information from. Boy, that's good. We're going to get to a break. We're going to hold Jason over for one more segment. He's a head strength and conditioning coach at Heartland Arrowhead, uh, working with Tom and Matt, and they, um, boy, we'll talk to him a little bit about about his feeling of, uh, you know, getting these kids prepared, and and when I, we talked to Wade about, you know, I think they're at a distinct uh, disadvantage coming in because they they haven't these kids don't know what to expect when they when they see Coach Harris and Coach Swiddle for practices and what they're going to run and and that compared to other guys who've been at programs for a while. And we'll talk to Jason about that side of it. And then I want to ask him how much direction to, does he take from coaches from, from different sports saying, look, I want to get these kids stronger. I want to get them faster, that kind of stuff. And we'll ask him a, a number of questions on the other side of the break. This is the Pick and Save, Wisconsin Football Coaches Association show presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Welcome back to the Pick and Save Wisconsin Football Coaches Association show presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. I'm Mike McGiver. My co-host is Tom Swiddle. Tom, I'll tell you what, um, Jason, man, sharp young man, and you guys uh, you guys did well getting him over to Arrowhead. Well, yeah, the, the amount of, of credit that Matt Harris gave to Jason at Waukesha North for developing the football players and the track athletes there and their success um you can't even measure all the things that that jason did and you know jason you said something before break that i I just want to comment on you know about the the difference between just developing strength and developing speed and movement you know i'm one of those numbers nerds i'm always analyzing numbers and i've been like that my entire coaching career when I look back, for instance, at all that time I spent at Wauwatosa East, for instance, I when I looked at the records and what our guys were lifting in workouts, I was surprised to see that my strongest teams weren't my best teams. You know, my best teams at Wauwatosa East, and, and I had quite a few of them, were, were multi-sport guys on, uh, playing football who were – doing exactly what you're describing. They could run. They could change directions. They, they had great movement. And you're taking that to another level right now with your training methods. 
That's the goal, Tom. Yeah, you know that that being the goal, Jason. Again, that and and I, Tom, I with what you said, I think is spot on, and and it may have surprised you, and it would have definitely surprised me because, you know, we were we were brought up in an era where we thought that you got to be the biggest and strongest, and we didn't think about agility, and we didn't think about that kind of stuff. And when you got a guy like Jason who now has, he played at a high level and now he's taken the things he's learned from people like he said that have forgotten more than he knows and developing football players, you know, developing these guys in different positions. And boy, it's uh, an exciting time, I think, for, for Arrowhead football going to be a little change as far as some of the things that, that, that they've done here the past few years. And I think Fritz did a great job up the, uh, out there, but it's, it, it'll be fun for you guys to, to take over. Tom, when did you start making the change um, and, and, and working with guys like Jason and, and saying, look, this other stuff is, is maybe more valuable for us than, than, than just getting in the weight room and pushing weight up? Well, when I got to Brookfield East, Mike, it was the first time that I personally was not in charge of workouts. That's something when I was at Dominican years and years ago when, you know, all those years at Tulsa East, you know, I was the guy who was organizing things. And not that, you know, I didn't know anything, but I certainly don't have the background and training that Jason has or uh, Brendan Gonring had or Cam Gonring had for me at at Brookfield East. So I was happy to sort of hand it off to those guys. I mean, I was there every day, but I wasn't in charge because they just knew so much more than I did. So it was just a matter of, you know, (laughs) letting guys who know more than me handle that. And I've always been a strong believer in in multi-sport athletes. I don't want a guy that just plays football necessarily that's just going to lift weights and work out in the off-season. I much prefer to have somebody out for other sports. And uh, luckily at Brookfield East, I would say the vast majority of our guys were out for other sports. And quite frankly, track was my big thing. Um, I wanted our football guys out for track and turn it over to Mike Steiner and his people on the, in the track program. We kind of worked together. I got them out and he, and his guys, he and his guys trained them. So that's just something that I really believe in. Yeah. And that, you know, Mike and Brookfield East, and it's certainly one of the best track programs in the state of Wisconsin, if not in the, in the Midwest. Um, Hey Jason, how do you guys are you doing Zoom meetings with with these players? Are you are you sending out emails on a daily basis or a weekly basis with different ideas on things that they need to do on a day to day basis? Uh, you know, we try to stay up on uh, basically what the student athletes are are kind of hit to. Um, and that being said. Uh, huddle is a great way, you know, for us to have uh, unlimited access to our players. So we can contact everybody in one spot. And then, of course, everyone loves Twitter. So reaching out on there, connecting with them, Zoom meetings with the the, the captains and the, the leaders of the group. Hey, I, you know, yeah, I think – go ahead, Tom. No, go I ahead. Was, I was just going to say it's interesting when you look at – Jason's workout and how he's got it set up. Again, he even has links to um, YouTube videos that show you how to do an exercise. Mike, who would have thought that using a towel could be used to build strength? Yeah, not me, pal. Not me either. <laughs> no. But Jason's got it. <laughs> Man, that that's awesome. Jason, when, when Tom talked about utilizing um, track and field as a perfect way to get kids you know, to stay in shape, to, to continue in another sport, be competitive in another sport, and the amount that they can um, they can get better as far as being bigger, faster, stronger. Track and field is a perfect addition to football players. 100%. Um, I'm a huge track nerd myself, and the reason being, football is my favorite sport, but as a strength and conditioning coach, track and field, every event, the athletes compete in is is measured so it kind of serves as a as a nice measuring stick for you know how well we're doing as tom mentioned you know between 
November and, and the spring season and in the summer program. Hey, Jason, before we let you go, I'm, I'm, I was looking at uh, some information on you and, and said that you had spent the summer in Colorado with Athletes in Action. How did that go? Oh, man, it was just an out-of-this-world experience. Uh, we had 27 um, college athletes um, all in one sorority house, actually, that we rented out for the summer. Of course, we divided out the girls and guys on different levels. Sure. Um, and it was great. We, we spent time learning how to use sport to, you know, to, uh, I guess, worship God through that. So that was that was a pretty cool experience. Well, good. You know what? Good for you. I'm going to, once I can get back in studio, I'm going to reach out to you and have you on uh, the Faith in the Zone show that I do and loved it get more in depth on on that uh that summer in colorado and working with athletes in action um jason thank you so much i really we really appreciate your time yes tom could i just mention one more thing Um, Sure. you know one of the things that and wade mentioned our meeting on tuesday morning you know one of the things that that's coming out to coaches around the state loud and clear is that parents are very concerned with this lack of organized school workouts what kind of shape they're their athlete is going to be in for football once football starts. And so, you know, this is a very important thing for coaches to think about and and to do what they can under the circumstances to get their guys doing something. Well, that's awesome. And, and, you know, it sounds like you got a guy that's pretty excited about making sure that these kids stay healthy and come uh, come to camp ready to go. Uh, Jason Eisenman, thank you so much. Again, the head strength and conditioning coach at Arrowhead. Really appreciate a couple minutes of your time. Thanks a lot, you guys, and thank you to Wade for all your hard work. Man, that's uh, good stuff. Guys, we're going to get to a break. Other side of the break, Travis Wilson. We're going to talk a little bit about player rankings for the upcoming football season and what uh, – you know what this has done to, to Wisports.net. He's still busy. He's still doing the stuff that he does. Uh, but certainly, I more than uh, more than anybody, he's really hoping that uh, fall football kicks off on time and and kind of get back to some sort of normalcy. And we'll talk to Travis on the other side. This is the Pick and Save Wisconsin Football Coaches Association show presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for twenty-five dollars per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. Five dollars more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at twenty-four monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. Thirty-five dollars per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 